Welcome to the Level Up Life Podcast. I'm your host, Scotty Hobbs, and welcome to this episode. Today, we're gonna have a conversation with Tate Cox, who took his father's struggling grocery business and turned it completely around, all while having his first kid and building an incredible online health and fitness business. Tate, welcome to the show. First and foremost, just wanna say thank you for having me here. It is an absolute honor to get to work with uh, people like Scotty. You know, uh, Scotty and I met a little over four years ago getting into this fitness business, and he's been a great mentor, a great friend, and the fact that we just met like on social media and that he's here in our home now and we get to talk about life and business and all the things together, it just makes it uh, that much more sweet and special. So a little bit about <clears throat> my background though. Um, so first of all, I'm, I'm 33 years old. Uh, like he said, uh, husband, a dad. Uh, my background is in health and fitness. I actually went to school for uh, exercise science. That's what my bachelor's degree is in. And then I ended up getting a master's degree in uh, health promotion. So that is sort of my background and always really been into health and fitness. Starting with, I think that the love for health and fitness kind of started with sports back in the day. I was a basketball player played basketball in college and it was always just kind of the <clears throat> the training mechanism to help me improve my game daily. And so I kind of fell in love with that process of, of hard work, working in the gym and seeing the results. And so I always knew that being in the health and fitness industry was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, it just kind of, kind of went that direction in college. I really didn't know how that was going to line up as far as a career goes. And then uh, my family on the side, um, they, they were in the grocery business, something that my dad uh, started way back in the, in the 80s, got into. And then uh, as I kind of worked through college and transitioned out of college, sort of the natural flow just sort of got into that business to help with family stuff. And then uh, was also able to find sort of my own passion in the health and fitness business as well and started working in both businesses and it was just uh, something I was able to do kind of simultaneously and it's it's been a lot of fun a lot of uh, been able to serve and help a lot of people and ultimately I think that's what life is all about so that is what life's about yeah um, and we'll dig into some quite have some questions about both businesses maybe the grocery business and the health and fitness business but you, one thing that you mentioned, like you played sports growing up, played college basketball. I'm gonna brag on him. Like I saw a picture of him over here playing basketball against <laughs> Anthony Davis. Like, so he played against the the most elite of athletes, and so you had that that competition growing up that made you level up as well. Um, I, I see that often in athletes. They learn that discipline early on in life to. You know, get get um, hard coaching sometimes from a coach, and to be pushed and challenged, and to be able to work with as a team. So, do you feel that that has helped you build teams inside of business, grocery business, and health and fitness? Yeah, absolutely. So, one of the the biggest uh, components, honestly, my whole life, I was I was coached and led by a dad who also played college basketball, who was literally my coach from the time I was in kindergarten uh, up through high school. And so having a dad that was also like, yeah, there and loving 
a good, a good loving, caring dad, but also like he could flip the switch and, and become and be, and be the coach too. So it was like he was always developing that discipline in me, teaching me um, what hard work looked like, you know, how to be successful, how to treat others, to be a good teammate, um, all of those things. And then to have him pouring his wisdom into me from such an early age, not only on the basketball court, but also knowing that he was a business leader as well. There was a lot of things that I don't know that I necessarily recognized it when I was that age or that young, but as I've gotten older, looking back and seeing like what he was actually doing and developing the whole time and just like how fortunate I was to be, to have a dad that was that wise and, and developed that discipline in me early on. So feel very fortunate from yeah, that perspective. That's, that's awesome to hear that. Um, so he had to be a, he was a good father showing a lot of empathy and doing what fathers should do, but then also able to really challenge you and, and push you yeah. uh, in life <clears throat> and on the court. That's that's an awesome blessing, and it, it reminds me of the importance of I'm a dad of five here, dad of you know a son. The importance that each one of us has to be just great humans ourselves, to really develop ourselves and challenge ourselves, so that our kids can have an example. Because you know he might not have even known it at the time, your dad, but everything he was doing with you, showing up, being present, coaching you, um, developed this awesome human that I'm friends with today. So that's. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So, you kind of mentioned where your career started in the in the grocery business. You kind of just started working with it because it was the family <clears throat> business. But where did your career start with health and fitness? I know you went to school for it. You mentioned that, and you mentioned you met met me. But like, did you ever did you have some desire to do like personal training or help people? Yeah, yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, I did have a you know a master's degree um, in health promotion, but as soon as I graduated, I went into and uh, got a, a personal training certification from the National Academy of Sports Medicine uh, for personal training and kind of started in my own one-on-one -on -one business with clients and did that for a while. Also got into uh, some training at a local physical therapy clinic where I would go in and basically work with all of the patients. and so. That was that was something that I did as a job. I also did some uh, some work study type of things through uh, the University of Kentucky with their uh, sports teams, and so there was a lot of different uh, avenues that I kind of got my hands on, and I was really just trying to find like what is my fit, like what do what what do I enjoy, what do I not enjoy? Do I want to be one on one? Do I want to work with teams? Um, do I want to work with athletes? Do I want to work with elderly people? Like there was just a lot of yeah. learning and growing throughout that entire process. And, um, you know, ultimately I, I was able to find something once I started working in the grocery business that I was able to, I was able to work through that grocery business and give myself and our family a good solid career in that direction, but also find my passion on the side through health and fitness and find something that had real growth and earning potential over there as well. And, and it was something that was more in the online space that allowed me to be able to really truly manage both of them at the same time. Um, and that was one of the things that I think it became a bit more challenging as I started shifting my career more towards the grocery business to have the time to 
go meet with a client one-on-one -on -one or to set up a one-on-one a -on -one with a client and then them not show up. And then it was like, I don't, I don't have time for people to not show up. So it was like one of those things where I had to find the ability to, to do something online and really be able to help people in that way and use my passion and my ability to serve people, but also have the ability to do both to the best of my ability. So like, that's when I ended up going towards this online health and fitness business. And that's what ultimately led me to meeting you. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. So as you started your, your online health and fitness business, tell, tell us about you're running a grocery business. Um, you know, you're, you're married and a kid on the way. Like, tell me about like, what was your first year of business like? Um, it was a lot. It was, it was different, but it was, it was good. I mean, like I said, I, I just had such a passion for health and fitness to begin with. And so I'm a very goal driven person. And one of those people that when I start something, when I, when I do something, I'm, I'm all in on it. I want to be the best that I can be at it. Um, I'm very competitive also just by nature of my sports background. So it's like, not only do I want to be like the best that I can be, but genuinely, like, I don't want to be everybody that I'm around like that. And that's just like part of my internal DNA. Yeah. Um, not anything personal. It's just like, I want to be the best. And, um, I just made the decision that I was going to work hard and figure it out. It wasn't something that I knew, especially in the online health and fitness space that I, I was brand new to it. So I had everything I did was new. It was a whole learning experience. I was watching people like you trying to lean in, learn from the best of the best, and then just ultimately take action. I never let anything paralyze me, I guess I would say is yeah. like, I just kept putting in the, the action and the work until I figured it out. If I didn't know something, I would search YouTube and watch a video to figure it out. Like it was just constantly trying to learn what's my next step. How do I grow? How do I reach more people? How do I serve more people? And, you know, doing that all at the same time of, you know, working our, our grocery business and really trying to get it, um, heading in the right direction as well. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, like, yes, it was a lot of work, but it always, it always comes down to serving people, right? Like it always comes down to like, how do we, how do we make our teams, like the people that we work around, like how do we empower them to be their absolute best so that maybe they don't even need as much of me all the time. So it's pouring into our, you know, our team on the, on the grocery side and empowering leaders to go out and do their very best work and to lead their individual stores to the best of their ability and encourage them when they are doing well and reward them when they are showing up and doing the things. And then also remembering that it works the same way in our fitness business as well of, yeah, going out, reaching and serving other people. But as we continue to grow and build our, our fitness team, it, it all works that same way also. So, yeah. So you're making me think, so you're empowering and leading, um, store managers in the grocery business in your fitness business you're building leaders leaders that are building businesses of their own um, what what are some traits that you see in someone that makes a good store manager or someone that's <coughs> runs their own business and takes ownership of that and really starts to grow what what traits do you think are needed for someone like someone might be watching this and like okay I want to be I want to build a successful business or I want to even they might even be working in a you might even be working in a job and you're like I want to get to senior management position and more you know freedom or more um, responsibility 
So what, yeah. what kind of person do you look for or what traits do you see? Well, obviously there are, you know, certain individual traits that we look for. Some of the things that we've talked about, like discipline and some of those things. But ultimately, I think it all goes back to, I don't, I personally don't believe that you can lead people, like if you don't love people. Like you have to have a genuine care about who it is that you're, that you're leading. Like you have to, you have to want the best for them and you have to, uh, what is it John Maxwell says? You can't ask for a hand without asking for a heart. Something, yeah. I, I may have butchered that a little bit, but it like, sounds good to me. Um, like you can't lead somebody until you've really truly let them know that they can trust you and what you do. Um, so that, that first and foremost is what I'm looking for in a leader, whether it's in the fitness industry, whether it's a store manager, if it's somebody that like truly cares about people and wants to bring the best out of others. And I think that always starts with me though, is like, if I want them to um, go out and show that kind of kindness and encouragement and love to other people, like I've got to give that to them too. And so that's where it all starts, um, is with that foundation. And then once they, once they have that, once they know they're cared for and they're loved and that they can pass that on to others, then it's, you know, are you willing to work hard? Are you willing to go the extra mile? Um, there's just so, so much of that is missing, I think, in today's society. And I think you set yourself apart from 95% of people when you, when you show up, when you do that extra work, when you are kind to people, when you reward them with things that they they didn't see coming like they're like man who is this person what why are they they're different you know and people like to work with people like that and and one of my biggest things that I've always in either business wanted the people that I work with to know is that we work together like I had a boss at my physical therapy clinic that I worked with that he always made me feel like I worked with him and not for him yeah. And that was something that I've always tried to like pass on to like all of our store managers as well is like, you don't work for me, you work with me. Like we're all together, we're all a team. And I hope all of our fitness leaders feel that same way too. And um, like I said, well, I think when you, there's just strength and power in numbers, right? Like if you can, if you can lock arms with, with like-minded individuals who are disciplined, who work hard, who want to create that growth mindset who are not just like stuck and locked into like this is as good as it gets because I believe there's always room for growth yeah then I think you can take those attributes and I think the sky's the limit for you from that point absolutely well your dad did a good job coaching <laughs> I believe like we become like the people that we're mentored by and and led by so um let's talk specifically about your fitness business because um, a lot of people might not know this, but it is a network marketing business. So is there a, um, like a common misunderstanding about your profession? I think so. I think you, you know, you tend to hear anytime anybody mentions the word like network marketing, that it's like, they call it like, you know, the pyramid scheme or something like that. But literally at the end of the day, like if you want to call something that like, everything is a pyramid, like every business that you're ever involved in in your entire life, there's a CEO, there's a president, there's a general manager, and it works all the way down like a pyramid. So like, I know people like want to call it like some kind of scheme, but 
I always hate it when people do that or try to say something like that because I feel like when people do say those kind of things, it's just people that have come into a business and they've not been willing to work hard. And then they've just thrown like bad labels at it yeah. to try to come up with an excuse. And at the end of the day, like it's a business just like anything else. Um, the harder I work, the more results I have the ability to get. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great um, mindset around it. Like I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about, okay, if Tate's, um, the CEO are running this grocery store and I want a job, he's going to hire me and I'm going to start as a bagger or bringing the carts in from outside. Mm -hmm. And I'm at the, I'm at the bottom when I start, like right. I start at a ground zero place. And, and then, honestly, that's one of the things I do love about network marketing is that everybody starts at ground zero. Like everybody starts out level playing field. Like I know people come in at different times and all of that, but like even the person who has grown and developed a large business started with nothing. Like they yeah. started zero customers, zero, I mean, everything. And so people literally just get to take their time and gradually work and climb and build. And um, it has so much potential, and especially in a business like the one that we are in, um, the ability to truly lead and serve people and the carryover from like what I've learned in my fitness business, how the leadership aspects of that, of what it takes to build a team and you know encourage our fitness leaders to go out and empower other people. It's all the same attributes that I would bring straight into the grocery business to lead those people to. And so like the crossover is it's incredible. And I truly believe that the people who come and learn and develop in a business like a network marketing business, they have so much power and potential and they've learned they're, they're, they're you're kind of forced to learn, you know, like if you're going to, if you're going to level up, if you're going to do the thing, like you got to be willing to grow, you got to be willing to learn and, and willing to work on your leadership. And like, when you do that, it does nothing but improve and empower every other aspect of your life, whether you're in another business, whether it's at a full-time job you work, whether it's in your family, whether it's anything that you do, it just has a direct like carryover effect. Um, and then the fact that our business just happens to be health, fitness, nutrition, all of those things like mindset work, like it just makes it that much more empowering that okay. you know we're not just selling makeup or you know it's not just a product like it's a yeah. life-changing thing and so there's just it, it's it really is crazy when I sit back and I think about all the different carryover between the two businesses and how they mesh together yeah that's awesome I'm thinking about um because there's a lot of other business owners out there maybe they own a grocery store maybe they run a real estate office or team or whatever that might be and they're, they're trying to obviously always improve their team, improve their business, improve their sales, their revenue, all of that stuff. How has, uh, you kind of mentioned it, but I, I want to emphasize this. Are you, are you saying that your, like what you've learned in your network marketing business and your health and fitness business and building a team has helped you as a grocery leader, like in the grocery industry? <clears throat> yes, absolutely. And I, I, I mean, I, I would recommend anyone that was in any industry, especially in you know a sales industry like you were just talking about somebody who's trying to build a team create more sales do all of those things like what we have learned and developed in 
creating a fitness team, what you know, diving into that daily personal development, creating, becoming a better leader, learning more about sales, learning more about communication, team building, like all of those things and directly impact like what you're doing over here in this other business yeah. as well. So like again, whether you are a you know insurance salesman whatever you're trying to do like you could be a doctor a lawyer anything trying to build a team or just better your your own practice like all the skills that you learn from here can directly carry over and make you exponentially better in whatever field that you're in and I, like I truly that. believe that what I like about what you're doing in your fitness business too is like for a doctor or a dentist or insurance salesman whatever it might be that's building their office their team uh, or in the grocery business like if they're doing like as I'm listening to you if they're working exercising every single day they're eating making healthy nutritious choices working on their mindset they're going to be better leaders yeah, and they're going to be a step ahead of be every other competitor out there yeah because that's not the norm like that's not what normal everyday people do like that you know average people skip those things yeah they don't they don't think about how how is this choice affecting my future but regardless of your industry if you are showing up each day putting in the work working on your nutrition working on your health and fitness you're going to have more energy better energy more attracting energy for your business and it's it's going to directly impact you it's going to directly impact your sales it's going to directly impact every the people around you Absolutely. Um, and so that's why I think it's that it's just so important. That's why I think so. <laughs> I like it. So you you've turned around this um, your this grocery business and increased the valuation by a lot and built a team, uh, one of the best teams, Mel led teams in the the industry. So one of my question is like a lot of times someone might be watching this and be like, okay, seeing you for example take success in family, success in grocery business, success in uh, the health and fitness business. <clears throat> what challenges have you faced? Yeah, um, a lot. So it was funny, you know, you and I were going on a walk earlier and then we were talking, we were walking the dog and talking about how when my wife and I met, it literally took us putting money together to, to figure out how to pay for our $800 dog. <laughs> like that's, we, we've come a and long you borrowed way. borrowed some money. We yeah. borrowed some money. We put yeah. some together and borrowed some money. So we've come a really long way. And, uh, you know, that's kind of one of the, the neat things, too, about, um, you know, getting married at an earlier age with me and my wife. I was 24. She was 22. We kind of had to grow up together, right? Like, uh, didn't have a lot of money. Like, I got started. I think my first job, I made $36,000 a year. And she was in school. Like, we had to figure it out and make that work. And, like... That whole time we're you know trying to test and do different things and figure out um, you know what industry how we were gonna get started where we were gonna go um, and I kind of found out that if you will just continue putting in the work and saying yes to opportunities that come your way and stepping out of your comfort zone like things will fall into place for you but that doesn't mean that even once you get started that there's not gonna be lots of challenges and so. I started my health and fitness business in February of 2019. Um, went through a full year in our fitness business and honestly got off to a really hot start. 
um, got into some of the top percentages of the fitness company um, really within that first year, year and a half. And just a little bit into my uh, first year, so my dad, just a little bit of background story about my family too. My, my dad had Parkinson's disease. And so he was going through <clears throat> a really tough time. He was nearing almost like 20 years fighting this disease. And at the time, so this was early 2020, he, his health was declining and I had to step in basically as president of the grocery company to kind of help keep things going and not only to help the business keep going, but to make sure that my dad had everything that he needed to, you know, be able to live the life that he had worked for and deserved to live. Like he needed the money to be, he needed 24 seven care and he had to have that. And so at the time I'm, you know, in the middle of growing and building this fitness business, also step into president of um, our grocery company, which employs about 250 people right now. And so it was kind of a overnight thing, like all of a sudden you're thrown into this position. And honestly, like the company wasn't in the greatest of conditions at the time. And so it was really taking, it's funny, like taking a lot of the leadership skills that I had been studying and learning over here with our fitness business and going, okay, how can I apply what I'm learning here to our grocery business and our leaders. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in, in faith and in God. And I feel like there's a, there was a reason that I had been in that fitness business for a year before landing in that president spot in the grocery business. And I think it was truly like, I'm going to give you a year of training of listening to personal development, of reading books every day, of all the things so that I know it's not a whole lot of time, but like the amount I had grown from 2019 to 2020 was exponential. It was the most, most growth I had in a year of any year of my life. Um, and so I wouldn't say that I was like 100% ready by any means to step into that spot, but I was way more prepared than I would have been a year prior. And so we set off on this journey in 2020 to figure out, okay, how do we kind of turn this grocery business around? Where do we cut expenses? Where do we, how do we get people in the right positions to ultimately succeed and, and do well? How do we get out of debt? Like what kind of, you know, schedule can, what kind of payment plan can we get on to get ourselves out of debt and work our way back into the black? And so it was literally like, all right, let's get the leaders around the table you know, in this grocery business, again, I'm 33. There's not a whole lot of young-ish, I'm calling, still calling myself young, but not young. A, I still feel young. There's not a whole lot of young-ish people in this industry. Most of them are anywhere from 15 to 25 years older than I am. And it was getting around a table and asking questions and saying, hey, what, what do you think? And meeting with them one-on-one, -on -one, what do you think will turn this around? What do you think will turn this around? And coming together with collective answers of how do we do this? Because I think the last thing that they wanted to see was this 30, at the time, 29-year-old kid wow. come in and say, all right, this is what we're going to do. You listen to me. Yeah. Now we go this way. And these are people that have got 30 and 40 years in the grocery business. And I've had 
three, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and so I knew really from the growth and development that I had practiced from that year of listening to people like John Maxwell, um, Craig Rochelle, uh, what's the guy, Craig Holidays, like all of these guys that were, you know, helping, helping me build this business and helping me become a better leader and, and implementing those same things over into this business. And, you know, we get, we came up with a game plan, we implemented it, all of a sudden COVID hit, which was a whole thing, thing in itself. Um, you know, having to just manage the team from that perspective of coming up with, you know, policies and procedures of how we, how we manage COVID, how we help how we help keep the customers and employees safe during that whole time, make sure we have the products on the shelf that they need and support and support the communities that we're in. And so we just, we just literally, we got to work and we, we were there, we showed up, we worked hard and we stuck to the plan. And now we sit, you know, four years later in such a better place out of debt, really in a, in a great place to move everything forward. Um, but, I say all of that, and there's a probably a whole lot of minor details in there that I'm leaving out yeah. for the sake of time, but that whole process wasn't easy. Like it was very much a challenge. Every single day was a new challenge of coming up with, working with the team, trying to figure out what we were gonna do, not only to, to get out of this chunk of debt that we were in, but also continue to improve and give ourselves a hope and a future uh, that, that we can be around for years to come. And so, doing all of that while also how do I stay focused on my own health, my own fitness. And I credit so much of that to the accountability portion of our health and fitness business is that I knew that in order to still continue to build this team of coaches over here, of fitness people over here, that I had to continue showing up every day and leading from the front and staying active in my, you know, my fitness, my nutrition, showing them that, it's important and that you're capable of doing it regardless of how busy that you are. And also it was like kind of my, my space where I could go and like kind of dump all of the, the things that were going, the problems, the issues of, you know, grocery business, my dad being sick, all the things, uh, my parents going through a divorce, didn't mention that, but like all the things from over here like I could kind of release all of that through my health and fitness. And so it was in a way like my health and fitness business was kind of like a saving grace for me. It was like, it not only helped me stay sane, <laughs> helped me work on something I was super passionate about in the meantime, like in between, you know, the hours of working on this. And then it also was the thing that like kept me healthy and kept me of sound mind to be able to go lead over here. So yeah. that's powerful. While it's a lot, <laughs> It, uh, it's again, it's crazy how it all yeah, that's, together. that is crazy. You know, from the, like I got to witness a lot of this and, and so I'll recap some of that real quick, just so you understand. Cause I, I, I talk with people all the time that are like, I really want to work on my business, but I'm going on vacation and you know, when I get back, then I'll get started. Or it, it could even be something such as my, my kid, you know, we, we have this unknown diagnosis. Like they're, they're strong, powerful, impactful things to their family. 
but they put off working on their own health and fitness or their goals and dreams, like waiting for this thing that we don't know what the outcome could possibly be. And so what I want to point out about success that I see in Tate is um, like he built his, he took his skills from one year of his health and fitness business and that was powerful, was able to implement some of the things that he learned into the turning around the grocery bit, like stepping into that role. It's still mind blowing to me that he did that at 29 years old. And there's some other things I want to unpack right, unpack right there that I think about. But one thing that wasn't mentioned, you had your first child in the same time frame. So he has his first kid, COVID's going on, taking over leadership role of the grocery business, still running your health and fitness business, still working on your own health and fitness transformation. Uh, and one thing that wasn't really mentioned is you were like with your dad, like almost daily, like just present and sitting with him, whether it was watching a game on TV, like mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, for his last days here on earth. So it's like, it's powerful for me to see like, okay, that's what it takes. That's what someone that's really successful in life does. They're able to have all of these things going on around challenges, but continue to move forward and you know i don't want to say balance everything because i don't think you can ever really balance everything but you work through it work through everything yeah. and, and and come through on the other end on all of these things so thinking about that like you're doing all these things you have a wife and a new baby at home like how do you do all of these things run two businesses right now let's just talk right now you run two businesses do your own workouts um how do you manage the time with your family and running two businesses? Yeah, I, I think it, it takes a lot of intentionality. It takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of time management and it takes a lot of, for me, having faith and, you know, the importance of like my morning routine of my, my prayer time of making sure that I am getting myself in the right mindset and headspace before my day ever starts of just remembering like what is like most important to me uh first and foremost which is always going to be them like yeah my wife and, and child always number one and so it's just remembering that at the end of the day that like they are the most important thing and like they are what i'm working for and so regardless of how busy that things can get or times can get it's just remembering that like I'm doing it all for them and there are times of the day that I need to work and there are times of the day that they need my attention and it's making sure that I'm doing a better job of you know putting the phone down when I'm when I'm with them and being more present with them we do our best to try to take daily walks uh, whether that's a 30 minute walk and just getting outside allowing Peyton and I to be able to chat about whatever it is that we need to chat about um, that's honestly been like that's probably been like a a secret weapon for us honestly in like a weird way of like people don't I don't think people understand the importance of like just get outside for a few minutes a day talk with your spouse like just get stuff off your chest hear each other listen to one another know what you guys are like, you know, we talk about our goals a lot on those walks of like what we want to do, what we want to achieve, how we want to achieve those things. And then just listening to each other, like I said, and um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely been a busy time, and I'm in no way, shape, or form perfect, and I don't do it right every day, and I have lots of days that I mess up, and that I, maybe I'm, I should be there and should be present with them in my mind somewhere else, um, but I think the most important thing is that, number one, you're self-aware enough, or you develop the self-awareness enough to know when you've messed up and how to like get that back on track and how to show up better the next day. Yeah. Like, and I think that's ultimately all that we can do in life is like just continue to know that tomorrow's a new day and I'll do, I'll do better tomorrow. Like that's always striving yeah. to, to yeah. be better. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, so you don't know this, but I'll just val- I want to validate something that you shared. Like yesterday, when they went on a walk together, so I got to see that. Um, you know, when they when they came home, I, I went out and took a walk, so I I saw them come home from the walk. But at night, one thing that I noticed is you and Peyton went into the bedroom with your son at bedtime, and you know I don't know what the bedtime routine was. I don't know whether it's like prayer or reading or whatnot. But one thing that I did notice is your phone was on the kitchen counter downstairs. And so I think uh, too often we can be like, I'm trying to be intentional with my family, maybe on a walk with your spouse or watching a movie with your spouse, but running a business, you're like anxious to do things a lot of times. I, I find right. that in myself. And you can be like answering a text message or, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, someone asked a question about this. I need to answer it. Like have that yeah. need. So I think that's a, was an empower, that was a powerful like lesson for me. So thank you of like, have some time with your loved ones without a phone. Like even there as a temptation. I don't always get it right, but I know that, you know, every night that, that little piece of time, like dinner time, bath time, bedtime, listening to him with his story, prayer time, like that's the most important. Yeah. Like if all the other stuff went away, like that's still the most important. So absolutely. uh, One mentor earlier in my, career said and when I say mentor I don't know if it was listening to a personal development book or audio or someone told me face to face um was like you could have all the success in the world but if your family's not intact when you have it was it really worth it and for me the answer is is always no so I love that well I want to start getting toward the place of where we wrap this up so um always be thinking about like what you would want to tell the audience, like someone watching this, like what's a message you want them to hear? So be thinking about that. But right now my question for you is, is if someone wants to start a business, because we've talked a lot about having a business or running a business, what would you tell someone that wants to start their own business or has one and hasn't really taken action or seen success yet? Yeah, I, I think there's probably a few things. Um, number one, you have to... You have to get over yourself, first of all, first and foremost, number one, you have to get over the fact that you're not going to be the best at it right off the bat. You're not going to know everything. Um, there's, It's going to be a huge learning curve and you have to get comfortable with knowing that I've got work to do to learn. I'm going to have to go through some bumps and some challenges and hear some no's and there's just that's just part of it. You don't, you don't get to build a successful business without going through the growing pains 
of what that takes. Um, yeah. Again, and I always try to use analogies from sports because I played basketball, but I'll tell our team all the time, like, you don't just become, you don't just step out to the free throw line and become a good free throw shooter. It takes practice over and over and over and over and over again. And finally, you start getting a little bit better. Maybe you make 20% then the next time, 30%, and then the next time, 40 Like, it's, it's always a gradual growth process of just putting in that time and practice, work and effort, and being okay with failing every now and then, because you're going to. And then the next part of that is I would say that you need to go find and associate with people who have gone before you and have done it, have done it and have proven that they can do it. And you need to get around them as much as you can. You need to ask questions. You need to be a sponge around those people, not just like asking questions and hearing from them, but like watch their actions, watch how they handle themselves, watch who they are becoming as a human being and as a person and know that in order to reach your ultimate goal, it's not going to be so much about, I mean, it's going to take a lot of different actions, but it's also going to be about the person you become in the process to getting what you want. Um, and then the final thing is that you just, you just got to get started. Like you, at some point, like talk is just talk. Like you can talk about it all you want to, but until you say like, you draw a line in the sand and say like, all right, today's the day that I'm going to do this. I don't, it may be that I have no clue what, what to do or exactly how to do it, but I'm taking the first step. I'm making that phone call. I'm signing up to do this thing. Like that's the first step. Like you just have to, and it's, it's all about just making the smallest, tiniest little steps every single day yeah. um, of learning from somebody else. And one thing I think that I've learned is that most people who have gone before you and are have had success are oftentimes very much willing to give you some sort of advice or some sort of support or some sort of something. Like most people that have done it, have made it, are good people and they're willing to share with you like some advice of yeah. what, what you should do or what they did to get started. And so that would, you know, what's the saying don't let the start stop you like yeah. that's 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 a huge piece of it just like get over yourself don't worry about being don't worry about not knowing everything you're going to have some failures you're going to have some bumps in the road but you just it's all about that daily progression of getting up and pursuing it again and again and again and um you will get there yeah i was thinking because you were giving some basketball analogies uh, and you were, you were talking about getting around other people who are better than you or who are striving and doing some big things. And I was thinking about your basketball analogy. It'd be like, so I have a kid that's 11 and a kid that's eight. They both play basketball. So it'd be like me going out in my cul-de-sac and like the only basketball experience I have is playing 1v2 against my two-year-old yeah. and 11-year-old. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get, like, I could play basketball every day with them. Right. But until I find someone like Tate, who's played like college basketball or a group of people like Tate and started playing against them, where mm -hmm. it would suck, I would get destroyed because I only played <laughs> till I was like 12 or 13 years old. But like I would fail, I would not do good. If he played his hardest and I played my hardest, they would probably end up like 21 to maybe <laughs> I might get it too. <laughs> but the only way that I would get better is it's showing up every day and playing with tape that's at a higher level.
I would see, I would see what he does. Oh, he dribbles like that. Oh, he doesn't take the shot there. He does this. Yeah. So I think that's that's a cool. That's something I was thinking about as you were saying that. Like, yeah. yes, we need to get around more people that are like that. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to be in a different room. You need to change yeah. rooms. So I want to ask you, what are you most? I mean, I can. I've kind of just listening to you. I kind of have an idea, but and <clears throat> I've been friends with you now for like four years. But what are you most passionate about in life? What life? <clears throat> Ultimately, like my greatest passion, and it's hard to like even talk about it without like getting emotional, but it's helping people in whatever, like whatever capacity, whatever area I'm working in, it's helping someone go from where they currently are to who I feel God created them to be. Like whether it's health and fitness and it's helping somebody get out of that routine that they're in where they don't feel good or their their energy's low where they they want to do more and achieve more and all of a sudden we we lift them up and empower them to give them <clears throat> the energy and the focus and the you know the health and the, the feeling good again and getting back to who they who they know they were meant to be or it's taking a grocery business that is not where it's supposed to be like it's 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 underperforming and seeing it reach its full potential. Like that is ultimately like my greatest passion in life. It's, and it honestly, whether it's a, it's people, it's a business, whatever it is, that is, that's, that's what I thrive on is helping somebody go from where they currently are uh, to where I feel like God created them to be. And like, honestly, like that's like one of my, Prayers every morning is like help me be the bridge for somebody. Like I love that. That's powerful. Um, yeah, that's that's super powerful. I've, I've just been thinking like that could be used in so many capacities. You, you gave an example of the grocery store, um, an example of someone in their health and fitness. It could be like, I mean, I can just see you making such a like reach maybe reach up some man it's, it's about health and fitness and some man is out there struggling with his confidence or not knowing how to be a great husband maybe he didn't have that role model in his own father or something or in his parents and he sees you and through your friendship and mentorship you see this guy that is not doing well in that like become a thriving husband or thriving father like i, I can really see you doing that that's that's incredible. That's awesome. So another question is: Are you? You've been married nine years, eight years. Eight years. Going on nine. Eight years. Are you are you living the life right now that you thought like five years ago? <clears throat> Could you imagine yourself like where you're at right now? Not even in the least. I mean, I've always known or had like this deep inner striving for like it's the Craig holiday thing someday some way I'm gonna do something great with my life like that's always like been there but I had no idea that it would be this like this yeah. is the route I would be going this is the path I would be going you know this is the the home we'd be in or whatever like I did not if and even if you took me back five years like I can kind of remember walking through neighborhoods like this, looking at houses being like, someday I'd love to 
have a home like that. But I'm thinking when I'm 50, but you know, like, you know, someday I'd love to have, have that or be living this life. And, uh, you know, we feel very fortunate. There's so much that we've been blessed with. We've also put in a great deal of work to get where we are. And I, I feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface too, honestly, of like where we can be, what we can do, where we can go. Um, and I hope that in five years, I look back and I say the same thing again. It's like, yeah. I can't believe we're here, like in, in five years. And, and some days it, over the last five years, it, in some ways it feels like it's taken an eternity to go through those five years because there's a lot of, a lot of really hard times. But then I can also look back and be like, wow, we have like, we are totally different human beings than we were five years ago in every aspect of life. Like yeah. just the way that we've grown, like, and more so than anything to do with finances. Like, man, we've grown as, as human beings, like in, in our relationship and just everything. Yeah. So. That's awesome. You kind of started leading into the, the last question that I had before you kind of share your last message that you might want to share. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what would you like to accomplish? Oh, man. Put you on the spot. Yeah. You know, there's, I really kind of just, I try to take things, you know, one, one year at a time, one month at a time, one day at a time. But, you know, I could see us, I'm always in a growth mindset. So, you know, I always feel like the sky is kind of the limit on terms like I don't want to ever put a cap on myself of like where I could be in five years. But I see our grocery business continuing to grow. I see it being that we've added uh, multiple stores by then and you know we're a six group store now like you know maybe being an eight to ten store group by then um serving more communities um better and just having an overall stronger company as far as that goes i could see our fitness business um being what is considered elite yeah uh being an elite team and um I, one of the things that we've really wanted to do as well uh, from a family standpoint and um, like financial it is getting into vacation rentals, which is something that I've learned from you, um, is using our income to kind of create more income, more assets, more wealth. And, you know, I could see us being in two to three vacation rentals in five years as well. And so, like I said, the sky is just kind of the limit for us. I mean, I feel like it's crazy. I, I do vision boards, you know, every year. And usually by the end of the year, I've about knocked off everything on yeah. that board. And it's it's truly like crazy. And it's not really just like, that's not like trying to brag on myself. That's just like the power of when you manifest something, when you put it, you take a vision and you put it in front of you and you work hard towards it every single day with a little bit of faith 
and sometimes a little bit of luck and hard work like pretty crazy what what can actually happen in a span of five years yeah so I'll never put a cap on like what we can do what we can create in five years um, but I know I want to be I want to be five years worth of a better human oh as well God. like so I want to be that too. <laughs> Quite one thing you've been talking a lot about discipline. Like uh, I follow your social media and the reels that you make, and you're teaching discipline all the time. What do you think it causes a lack of discipline in people? You know, life just happens to people. Um, just like I was talking about with a lot of the struggles that we've been through, like it, it would have been so easy to, to get off track, to get off course. We have a two year old, like there's nights he doesn't sleep well. There's days you wake up and you're exhausted. Like yeah. that's life. So, you know, people get sick, unfortunately, like, you know, people, friends, family members pass away. Like, and like, a lot of times when those big life moments happen or even the small ones, it's just enough to knock you off track. And sometimes if you get off track, even if you, if you imagine like a train and it gets off its tracks, like even by this much, like how far is it gonna go? Like yeah. until somebody finally says, hit the brakes, let's get back on track and then go again but like until you hit the pause button and get the train back on track like it's going to go that way forever like so if you just keep going through the motions of like I'm tired I'm exhausted so I'm going to skip my workout today or you know I forgot to meal prep this week so I'm just going to grab Twinkie like it's just you know like I'm just going to you know and I'm not it's nothing against Twinkies but you know I'm just saying like it's so like life happens to us and if we are if we don't develop the focus and the intentionality and the self-awareness to realize that like okay i messed up on this one thing but i have the power to choose my next decision and that next decision can be the thing that gets me right back on track you know peyton and i will talk about things all the time like sometimes you'll have you'll have a day or a meal where you're like oh i just went you got all off track on that one and it's like well i'll start over tomorrow why not start over at the next meal yeah. like why does breakfast today have to ruin the rest of my day like so that's that's the thing that i think people just have to get more intentional about realizing that your decisions like every single decision that you make ultimately has the power to improve your life or kind of take it in the reverse direction. And so that's why I just think the power of discipline is so important and that you you begin to develop some sort of discipline in your life that that helps you that helps you improve. You know, like we're all we're all getting older every single day. You only have one life to live and like why not make it the absolute best life that you can? And why is it that we just ultimately accept that just because I'm getting older that I can't keep getting better. Like, why is it that I'm getting older, but I've got to gain more weight. I've got to get out of shape and I've got, you know, like you just, yeah. you just, 
get sucked into like normal average life and you don't have to do that like we don't have to live that way yeah you so, can live an extraordinary life exactly yeah i heard a quote the other day it said you don't have to be extraordinary you have to do the ordinary extra yeah like the ordinary daily things to improve your life yep. okay well i want to end this out with uh you just sharing like someone's watching this and they've been hearing everything that you've said today what do you want <clears throat> them to take away and do like if you had like one last message that you could leave to somebody what would you tell them just i guess just don't waste your potential you know you have well like i just said you've given you've been given one life and you know time is going to pass regardless of what you decide to do with your life and you have the ability to make the decision today to start taking those steps towards living your ultimate life of what whatever that is like for everybody it's different um, but ultimately I believe you were created with talents and abilities and skills that you have the ability to serve the people around you and to make the world a better place and I think like that's I genuinely think that's why we're all here is to use what we've been given to make the world a better place when we leave and that would be that would be my message to you is like don't waste that like it's precious and there's people out there that would probably die to have like what you have like every individual person has something to offer and like just Go get it and bring the most out of it and out of yourself. And if you don't know how, go ask people. Get around other people that can do that and help you help you do that. Because we become the average of the five people we hang around the most. So go get around some people that you want to be like and you strive to be like. And you want to have a life like they do. And let them breathe life into you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tate. Um, you've certainly, I've spent the last three days here with Tate and you've def most certainly made me uh, feel valued and added value to my life by just being present with you and your family and I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us on this incredible episode with Tate Cox and we hope that you enjoyed the content that was shared with you today and hope that you invite some friends to listen to this with you next time. And don't forget that your leveled up life is just a few decisions away.